Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Bill. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Welcome into The Diener Show here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Bill. Mark Blankenbaker. Rolling up here, we're at the Bats today. We're at the Louisville Bats. We're out here at Louisville Slugger Field. And, you know, it's a sign of spring. It was like, we always do this show annually, and I see Greg Galliette coming through the doors. It's usually cold. But I know that we're baseball's around that corner. Spring training's happening, and, and uh, here we are. So, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of opening night. It's going to be March 29th. There's a lot of cool things going on. And they've got a, a lot of promotional things that are going to be happening uh, throughout the day. And they're doing their car wash today. So you're going to see uh, a lot of the bats uh, today. And I, what's, what's that press conference, Greg? Do you? Around noon, there's a press conference with the mayor. They're going to be doing a lot of different announcements. Uh, and I'm looking at a promotional uh calendar here so opening night uh dollar looks like dollar dollar beer happy hour from six to, to eight o'clock we'll have that on the 29th ali night on the on the first we're gonna have marvels on the 15th and of course a lot of stuff going on throughout the stuff uh throughout the calendar and we'll get into a lot of that as we roll along but uh drew uh drew slept in again so I don't, I don't know uh, what we blame this on. I don't know uh, whose fault. He's going to take it. He's going to. It's going to be uh, Drew's going to take full responsibility for it being total CBD's fault. I guarantee it. Yeah. Just let you know that for sure. Uh, he slept in. He's a pumpkin. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what. What? How do we get Princess Diener? Uh, to the show on time. I don't know. I have no idea. But this is twice in two weeks, and it's only Tuesday. So, uh, what, what do you do? You know, yeah. what, what, what do I do with that, Chase? The, the text on they're li- licking their chops right now. I mean, it's second I time. Mean, they second should time be. They should week. be teeing off on this. Absolutely. Because if Nick Valvano is late, what happens to Nick? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He gets crushed. He gets yeah. crushed. Yeah, and As he, he crushes him. Oh, the text. Diener D- and the text. Diener. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If uh, if Ennis is late, if Val- if Bob Valvano is is in the studio, and we love Bob, but like Bob will, he'll, the, it'll be twelve fifteen, and Bob will be like, "Oh, you want me to do the show? Okay, all right, sure." <laughs> the show starts at twelve, Bob. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg Galliott says that uh, that Drew needs his own Vinny Tatum, so uh, we need we need we need a Vinny to kind of make sure that Drew. Is on time, but we we did have the the women last night. They just Doug. 
too big of a hole uh, in you know in Raleigh, North Carolina uh, against the Wolfpack, and it was. You know, it's, it's frustrating to watch. I don't, did you catch the game chase? Were you able to watch that at all? Uh, bits and pieces. I, I had to, you know, I had class, and I wasn't wasn't a class where I was able to to watch, unfortunately. But really I did see they were down 17 at one point. It was frustrating because, like, yeah, I mean, like just did not defend at all in the first half. And then if they play like they did in the second half, you know, they probably win that game on the road. It's probably a, uh, you know, a signature win. But this is what happens. This is what happens when you go on the road. And if you don't defend, and, and our men's team, I mean, they don't have the record or women's team does. I mean, that's what they did all year. You know, yeah. like they, 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 they dug a huge hole. And maybe they, maybe they kind of dig back. Maybe they start to look better. And then they just they just can't reel uh, the, the lead all the way back in. And Louisville got within six a couple different times last night. And then NC State just drug out the line. You know, every single time they just drug that line back out. And uh, it was just couldn't close it all the way. So I know Jeff Walls is uh, going to be upset about that effort. Uh, but, you know, I think you need to move on. You know, it's yeah. one of those deals. You're on the road. It's it's tough to win on the road. And they just had a, a period there that, that sunk them for the entire game. Well, and NC State's a good team, right? I mean, they're top, top six, right? Yeah. No, they're five. They're number five. Uh, they'll country. be – I mean, they're going to be, you know – they, there's a possibility there'll be a one seed, so there's there's no shame in losing losing on the road to a potential one seed. I don't think so. They'll recover. Yeah, I mean, NC State probably established themselves as one of those contenders for the one seed. You have to find out what they do the rest of the ACC. Is such a tough league for women's basketball mm-hmm. that you're you're going to have to see that kind of play out. They're going to have to prove it, uh, you know, throughout like South Carolina, like LSU. LSU is not probably not even a one seed really. They might not even two, not even a two seed right now really. But you're going to see some of those uh, those contenders. You're going to have to go through the conference tournament. You're going to have to win. But certainly, NC State's going to host uh, their first and second round of the NCAA tournament. They're on track for that right now. Louisville's got some catching up to do. If they hope to do that right now, I, right now I'd have to say that they're on the outside looking in. But there's a lot. You know, we're, we're right here early February, and they can certainly uh, get that done. So yeah, so they got a promotional schedule coming out. Uh, today it's gonna be awesome here for the Louisville Bats. Uh, I don't know when this is actually uh, due for release, so I won't read it. <laughs> I'll check with Greg. But I'm excited about this, and it was like last year. You know, sitting here and they're telling us about Ellie De La Cruz, and they're telling us about uh, these all these infielders that they have, and and you're thinking about oh, okay, who's this Ellie De La Cruz guy? I got to see this kid. Is how raw is he? And then you're like, okay. All right, yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'd like to see this guy play in the big leagues, and uh, you know, inconsistent in, in the in the majors, but you can see the potential. You know, probably need to uh, you know up the batting average, but when he connected, it was just it was it was lightning, and and his fielding and the arm strength, and what do you do with him? Do you play him at short? Do you play him at third base? Do you play him in the outfield? You know, what do you do with it with a talent like that? It's a good problem for for the Reds to have, and uh, man, they just. They they're one of those teams like when you're watching the Reds last year, Chase. It was it was man they they're they're in first place. Oh, they got to fight back to get in the first place, mm-hmm. and they and they, it was like they were on the cusp of the, the whole time. And so I'm really excited to see what they do coming off that year, coming into this year because it, it the future seems really bright. It's a young team, as good as Joey Votto was as a as a career player, getting that contract, moving it off the books, probably going to help mm-hmm. you know them move around a little bit. So uh, give them a little bit more flexibility. So 
I'm excited, man. How much? How much? Of, I know you're a soccer guy, Chase, but how much do you watch? Uh, how much I, do you follow baseball? I'm a I'm a I'm a Reds guy. I, oh, you know, you're a Reds I'm not guy. Like, okay. They're not, you know, top three on my on my sports fandoms, but in the summer when there's nothing else to do, man, I'm, you know, in the middle of summer, I'm watching the Reds, and I'm glad that last year that we were exciting to watch because most of my Reds fandom has been, um, it's been hard to to pay attention. Oh, sure, it really, has. yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, I was, I think Brandon Phillips, Joey Votto, Jay Bruce were my first team, and that might be the last time that they made it past the first round of the playoffs if i'm correct I think you're right yeah i yeah. think you're right about so that. other than that you know it hasn't been super exciting and it, you know not a whole lot of young talent to be excited about so i'm you know this season you know it might be the might be the most excited i've been about a red season to be honest yeah i, I would i would say there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the reds and the bats uh you know they've they've got a lot of really young talent and and you know just from the bats every time you come out here it's an incredible time for your family and just get, you know, get a little baseball, you know, I mean, obviously you're, there's going to be a lot of really cool promotional things. I, I want to make sure I can tell you about, them. I don't know that I can tell you about them all just yet, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll let you know once we, uh, once we get it all cleared with Greg Galliette and we get Diener in here and settled and, and, uh, make sure that he's comfortable. Do we, do we have enough padded cushions for his chair? Is, is there anybody <laughs> here that's going to, uh, you know, have a palm leaf to kind of breeze over top of him, feed him grapes or anything just to make sure, just to make sure he's okay? Uh, because, you know, if, if we're, if we're showing up late all the time, we got to make sure we're catering everything to, to Drew at this point. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, Drew, this is, this is, I mean, he's going to have to take this. He's gonna have to. Yeah. I mean, you can't show up twice. You can't sleep. like. It's like this. It's not like there's traffic. It's not like he oh, pulled yeah. out of the neighborhood yeah. and he's like, "Oh, there's a tree down on my only way to exit the neighborhood. I'm stuck." Or there's a bridge. No, he's just sleeping through the oh, alarm. To his credit, at least he he does admit it to us. He doesn't 50, try. He doesn't try to mislead us. He tells us that he woke up late. He's 51 years old. <laughs> He's fifty one. What do you do with a guy like that? I don't know. I don't know what you do. It's not like I'm talking to you. Twenty two, twenty three years old. Like you sleep through the alarm. Uh, We could probably fix that. I don't know how to fix late at fifty one. Well, and it seems like he's used to waking up early. I don't know. He, you know, he sets an alarm because he normally does wake up really early because he just can't sleep. Like once he wakes up, he's up. But like when he does sleep, like he just goes all the way through it. It's man, that's it's the best the best ad we can do for Total CBD right there. <laughs> it really is someone that like, doesn't sleep. Him sleeping through the alarm is the best ad for Total CBD. A hundred, it really is because it does help you sleep. And and I've actually got a lot of people that have had some surgeries, things like that. Kind of, uh, you know, they're, they they're struggling to sleep. Go to Total CBD. You'll sleep through your alarm. Like Diener. Now, might not, I, I can't help you if it costs your job. If you want to sleep, <laughs> okay, you can sleep. But, like, if, you, if your job is, like, depending on you being punctual at all, you might have to take it earlier than the day than I guess Drew did. So, uh, I don't know. But, he, but that was the thing. He was texting us last night at, like, 11 o'clock. I was like, man, Drew's up late. He's up late because I, I was asleep. Like, I didn't get it till this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, uh, you know, doc, we need doctors for us, and if you're like any of us, you know, you want to lose some weight, maybe you want more, better energy, maybe you want to sleep good like Diener. Maybe you want to sleep like Diener. If you do, uh, Tri-State Men's Health can help you with that. And, you know, in your early to mid-30s, you start to lose 2 to 3% of your testosterone production each year. 
it happens gradually, and before you know it, you just don't feel like the same guy that you used to. So, uh, you know, maybe you're putting on weight. Maybe you're not sleeping very well. And if, you, if that's happening, go to TriStatementsHealth.com. Take the low-T quiz on their website. It's a simple 10-question quiz with yes or no answers. It'll take you two minutes, and you can schedule a consult with TriStatements Health. What happens, and I've done this too, Strebel has as well, they'll do your lab work, and they'll have your results within a half an hour, and you'll talk with a licensed medical provider and review your results with you and also your medical history and the, and the medications that you're on, and you'll make the decision together with their medical team. So the cost of the appointment is 99 which will include the medical consult TNPSA test. And if you sign up for testosterone treatment the day of your appointment, the visit's free. I'm also on the semi-glutide program. Uh, the, the, it helps you lose weight. It's the same uh, active ingredient that, that's in Ozempic and Wagovi, different products like that. I'm down 19 pounds uh, since I actually went to the start date. I started late September on that program. And, uh, you know, and so uh, and I started back on the testosterone program. And I'm on a really small dose of that uh, going back into August. So, you you know, if you want to get on that, if you want to have some of those gains, uh, if you want to sleep better, if you want to have higher energy levels, if you want to lose some weight, go see our friends over there at TriStateMensHealth.com. They have four offices over there at 950 Breckenridge Lane, Cincinnati, Dayton, and Columbus, Ohio. Most men wait a lo- year or longer. There's no need to wait. Give them a call. 1-800-900-9654 or visit them at TriStateMensHealth.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Well, and I'm actually here this time. So, unlike um, the way the start of the show was, and I'd like to thank all my neighbors for offering to wake me up, that would have been better... Uh, the two words I got to eliminate from my vocabulary: Alexa, snooze. Those are the two words I got to I got to eliminate my vocabulary. And there's pretty much nothing worse than coming in making excuses and talking to a professional coach after that, uh, or <laughs> and uh, Pat Kelly, the Bats manager, is with us here. So, if if one of your players came in with a lame ass excuse like that, I mean, I. How many polls would they have to run? What would be the answer? Well, that's where the games change because yeah. we don't, uh, you know, we don't find guys anymore. We don't. We can't physically punish them anymore. Really, so. you can't make them run sprints. <clears throat> well, well, I'll no. be late every day. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I, I get very creative. Uh huh. And uh, you know, I I might make a guy stay outside the dugout and do autographs for twenty minutes after the game. You okay. Know? Okay. And just something that. They don't normally do. Uh, they they might have to carry somebody's bags. They may have to you know serve the manager some food after the game. So, you know some kind of thing. But man, so what? The players' association eliminated wind uh, sprints. They they well they eliminated the fines. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. not allowed to find people anymore. Uh, and then 
most of our medical staff doesn't allow us to do the physical punishment. <laughs> I mean, I remember back in the day, you'd make a guy run, and I would tell my trainer, I said, when you think he's going to die, let me know, and I'll stop him. Yeah. You know. But I mean, I think of Roger Dorn <laughs> trying to do that, and I think of the manager just peeing on his contract. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> like, Unfortunately, I mean, we can't do that. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> man, it makes makes life. T- I mean, how do you how do you discipline? Uh, how do you manage discipline? That's actually. Yeah, I mean, that's where it, it's really a challenge, and that's where developing relationships with guys and and you know getting them to trust you and you to trust them, and and then when they do something like that, then they feel disappointed, which obviously you're very disappointed today in letting everybody down. Absolutely, let everyone down, yeah. And heard I was getting trashed on the way, that's okay, I don't listen when I'm not here. That's okay, that's okay. I, can, I don't even want to go back and listen to podcasts. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> but no, seriously, you're back here, and I mean, we know you can't have, um, you know, you know, a whole stack of, you know, generational players come through every season, so it's got to be it's gonna be a different year uh, for the squad, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit different, but I think the depth that was developed last year uh, not everybody can make that club. There's only 26 mm-hmm. spots, so somebody's going to be funneled down to us. We got you know a couple of uh, young players, p- player of the year in in our minor league system, Blake Dunn, an outfielder who went from Dayton to Chattanooga, had fantastic year. Uh, guy like that's going to rise. So you're going to continue to funnel in the talent. Obviously, we're not going to have five or six breakout guys like we did last year. I mean, that's. I was joking with Greg. I remember like LED occurs and like, oh, this is the guy. We're like, well, hang on, there's there's a couple more. What? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you look at a Matt McLean. You know, you look at an Incarnation Strand. You you know, Abbott comes out of nowhere. uh, Fantastic year, carries the rotation. So, uh, you know, you might get one of those guys a year. I remember being with the Expos and. And we used to say, well, we don't have any money, so we got to develop two guys a year. Yeah. You know, well, we ran like five or six up there last year, and everybody hit. Everybody did well. You know, I mean, there's a reason why they're called prospects. Yeah. Because they haven't done it yet. Yeah. And but all those guys went up there and did a fantastic job. So were you at the expos in like the Pedro Martinez days oh, and yeah. all that? Yeah. yeah. And Vlad, was Vlad was there, right? Vlad. Right? I had Vlad yeah. uh, when he was 19 years old. I had him in Double A. Swing at everything? Yeah. Yeah, but he hit everything. He swung, <laughs> yeah. but he hit everything. Yeah. He never yeah. missed. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully he has some good Expos gear somewhere at home. I mean, that, know, that was a great – we missed that in sports, the Expos logo. I tell you what, that was the best hat. Yeah. And the logo, you know, when you really understand the logo and how it says Montreal Expos baseball in the logo. No way. I didn't, yeah. I'm learning this right if now you for look the, at the If you look at the M, it's the big M, and then the E is on – the left-hand side, and yeah, then the uh, baseball's on the right-hand side. So, well, how about that? I'm again learning all sorts of things. But no, it's a, and then like the the powder blue expo. That's that was like the best uniform. Yeah, and, the, and we had the pinstripes at home, and it was just. And we had Felipe Alou, who's you know one of my all-time favorites. I mean, it was just uh, we just didn't have any money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, so like the difference between like a, a Vlad at like 19 and like Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, what, what's how would you compare the two? Very similar. I mean, that was the first thing that struck me when I saw Ellie was just very similar to Vlad. I mean, they run like a deer. In those days before Vladdy hurt his knees, you know, I had never seen anybody run like that. I had never seen anybody throw like that. Um, And then you include the being able to hit the ball and hit the ball as far as he did. And and that's the closest comparison I could have to to what Ellie was last year. What, was there any any play that Ellie made either here or in the pros you saw replay of that you were like, wow, that's even more than I thought he could do? Yeah, we were – I can't remember if we were in Omaha or Des Moines or something, and, and 
I had thought, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to play shortstop because he kind of flips the ball over there. Mm. And he went in the hole, and he threw one of those 100-mile-an-hour bullets across the infield. And I said, yeah, he might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might be all right. Is a guy like that can throw like that? Has anybody ever said, gosh, should we see if he can pitch? I mean, is, is that? Well, I used to tell him that all the time. Yeah. And, and he would, you know, we get in those meetings, and last year our pitching wasn't real good. Uh, and, you know, I'd go to make a pitching change for the sixth time, <laughs> and Ellie go, he look at you. I'll throw. <laughs> Be fun to watch. Yeah, I said. Well, you know, I really like my job. Yeah, I'd like to, I'm going to clamber to throw your arm out. Uh, yeah, with in, in a relief roll. Um, that's great. Um, Greg Elliott called you the Coach K of, of minor minor league baseball, approaching 2,000 wins. So is, is that? Um, I don't know. How do you take that? Is it like the Bull Durham line? Like it's a dubious distinction, or is it like a? Uh, how do you how do you take that? Well, I, mean, I think that that's a great point. I mean, obviously. You know, I always talk about in this game you have to persevere, and and obviously if you if you've managed over four thousand games, you wow. you have persevered. Uh, you know, it, it. I think it's it'll be a nice accomplishment. There, there's there's only three active managers, uh, including our buddy Rick Sweet, mm-hmm. that's gone o- over two thousand. So it'll that'll be that'll be a nice accomplishment. Uh, my biggest contention is. I hit 2,000 losses way before I hit 2,000 wins. So. <laughs> but you, you obviously love it. Right? I mean, you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't be doing managing all these games. I mean, you lo- love the game. I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, I I signed at 17. I've been in the wow. game ever since. Uh, but just managing, you know, I, everybody talks about you're 68. You should retire. And I'm like, and, and what would I do? I mean, I, you can only play so much golf. Right. Um, these guys keep me young. And uh, I, I just love it. I, I enjoy it. As long as the, the Reds will give me a uniform, I'm going to keep doing it. So what moves that the Reds made in the offseason will affect this roster? What's going to be – what's the kind of team we're looking at here? Well, I think they added some pitching depth. You know, they, they signed in Montez, which obviously if he stays healthy will help the rotation. I think the sneaky move is Nick Martinez. Uh, swing guy who can start, can also pitch out of the bullpen, actually closed in San Diego at hmm. one time. So – I think he gives us some flexibility, and what it does is is you know we, we we've got that big three with with Ashcraft and and Hunter and with Lodolo, but they've just never been able to stay healthy Same for a time. full season. Yeah. So yeah. if they stay healthy, we're great. If not, we we have some depth to to really back them up. But what it does is also give us some starting pitching, which we haven't had the last couple of years, because not everybody's going to make that club. Is there any, any new experimental rules in minor league baseball this year we're looking at? Is there like, um, you know, they, they tried everything out and they seem to have adopted most of the things. They've in, adopted yeah. a lot of it. Um, I haven't heard anything new. Uh, usually they hit us in spring training with something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we went to the bases and they worked out pretty good. Uh so they were the they were the smaller bases, bigger. Oh, big! I'm bigger sorry, bigger bases. bases. Just we right, went to right. the pizza boxes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but it's actually worked out. It, it makes the distance between the bases a little shorter, which I think makes stolen bases come back into play, along mm-hmm. with the the pitchers only being able to throw over a couple of times. But I think the biggest thing and is the pitch clock. Yeah, I mean I, the game just moves now. And it, I'm stunned how the, there was so little pushback from the players. There was a little. But I, it, was, it was very quiet after after a short amount of time, it seemed like, at least yeah, publicly. Yeah, I think the first month is tough, and it's actually tougher on the hitters than the pitchers. You know, because the hitters have to be in the box in nine seconds. they got to be mm-hmm. looking at the pitcher. It, that's a bigger adjustment because they can't be Nomar Garcia-Par and step out of the box and do oh. you know, all the Velcro stuff. Poster uh, child for it, right? I mean, exactly. it's basically the reason we have a clock. <laughs> but I think 
once the players realize how the game flows, uh, you know, we're done in two and a half hours, it's, they love it. Yeah. Now, how many seasons is it for you here? What number of seasons is That's this? That's a great question. Because you had parts of seasons. And, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we can officially say four. Okay. You know, we can't count 2018 because I was only here for about two weeks before going to the big leagues. Obviously, 2020 we didn't play. Yeah. So – some people say six, but I I think Greg tells me it's four. So you got another twenty five years where anybody would say you're a Louisvilleian, right? So you got exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, are, are you learning where things used to be yet around here? Because usually how, how people give directions, like it's all where something used to be, or if you figure your way around town pretty good. Yeah. Well, th- this is not an easy town to get. No, around. not at I all. Mean, it's not like north, south, east, west. And uh, I still I still have my my moments, you know, but. That's what our phones are for. Now, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But what do you, what do you like about managing here? I mean, you've been here a number of times. Obviously, you know, dating back to there. I mean, you, you get used to. I know you're when you're here. Primarily, you're focused on baseball, but you have to. You know, you know, you, you live here for you know half the year. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is is you know coming in as a visiting manager for years. You like the ballpark. You like downtown, all that. But you don't really get to see the city. And you know what I like here is you know. Within ten minutes, you're out. In the, you can be out in the country if you want. You know? <laughs> and true, I, and yeah. I just think that you know you get to the rolling hills and and all that, and it's just it's just beautiful, and especially in the summertime. Well, and, and he, so a couple more names to look out for this year that we think on on this roster to, for fans to kind of get excited about. Well, I I, th- I think it'll be interesting how the pitching breaks down. We've got mm-hmm. some some young pitchers. We have got a, a guy named Chase Petty who's who's on its way. Whether he starts the year or, or ends up here, we're we're going to see him. But it it's a really good arm. Uh, obviously, we talked about Blake Dunn a little bit, and an outfielder. The guy that that's fun for me is Jacob Herdebees. Came up late in the year, uh, you know, graduated from West Point. Uh, just plays like his hair's on fire, which is really fun to watch. You know, almost a T.J. Friedel type guy. Uh, so he'll be back with us, and, and you know, I think everything else will break down. We signed a, some few, a few veterans, uh, Hernan Perez. Uh, Who's a should be a, a big leader in the club? I've played with the Brewers for a few years, and uh, so I, I think we're going to have a nice mix. Uh, last year, offense was really you know we set a bunch of offensive sure. records. We we they kind of carried us. We had to, but we had to outscore everybody. I think this year we got some pitching. So uh, if we can hit like we did last year and, and have pitching, it's going to be fun. I'll let you go on this. There, you know, I was um, you know every sport right now. It seems like. Um, is benefiting, but also people within the sport are concerned about gambling. And obviously, minor league baseball, it's, it's not as big a deal as it is in the majors. How much is it stressed in the top down? Like, hey, I mean, in a sport that had Pete Rose, and even now it's way more dangerous and say more, it's more easy. I mean, pick up your phone, do whatever you want. To the players and everybody, what is the messaging like, I guess, from, from everyone to say, hey, don't bet on it? Yeah, I think every year it, it's a little bit stronger. You know, it, it's tough. I mean, they advertise with us. Yeah. You know, uh, so – the players are exposed to it all the time, and it's a sports book at the ballpark for God's sake. Yeah, Cincinnati. exactly. You know, I, but I think you know having Pete as an example is is really what you have to stress to the players. But I, I think it is a concern. I think it's something that that it it's only going to get worse, and uh, I think we we really really have to emphasize that to the players because, like you said, it, you, it's so easy to just pick up the phone and and uh, do, you know drop drop a bed and. Um, and it doesn't really matter if it's ten dollars. People don't care. They just hear that a player bet, like in the NFL. They don't. Exactly. They don't really care the amounts. It's 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 the act. Exactly. You know? So I, I think it definitely is a concern of uh, MLB. And I know uh, we have we have seminars in spring training 
uh, but it's, it's going to have to be a big emphasis for sure. Well, uh, I'm glad I've made it in time at least to talk to you and uh, before you have to go do other things. But uh, and, and I'm glad I don't have to warn wind sprints. Gosh, we need a, we need a you know, an organization. Well, we can make an exception. <laughs> you know, I, I, did, I played for Buck Rogers years ago, and we, were, yeah. we had gone to Reno. Uh, he caught a bunch of guys out after curfew. Didn't say a word. We, went, uh, we took the bus ride home to Salinas, which was like seven or eight hours. Arrived at, oh my at, at sunrise, and he told us all to put our gear on, and, and we ran we ran poles. And you couldn't make any and, Buck Rogers jokes about the 25th century or anything like that? Huh? No, no, no. no Buck, <laughs> Buck didn't like that part of it. Sure. He loved his name, but he didn't he didn't like being compared to that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We didn't make the movie, man. Yeah, you know, it was there. Well, awesome. Well, hey, hope you have a great season and, uh, and look forward to it. All right. Thanks. Here we go. Pat Kelly here with us uh, with the Bats as uh, we are here at uh, Bats' office getting you ready for um, – this season uh, ahead, and just trying to be my have my wits about me here. Thanks for uh, yeah. How was your sleep? <laughs> well, was it nice? It was uh, CBD gummy induced. Yeah, yeah. Would, would yeah. you? I, I told everybody I, I, we were going to take full responsibility for, for it being total CBD's fault. Absolutely, yeah. pull the Patino thing. Yeah, I, I absolutely take full responsibility for being Alexa and total CBD's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you dream These about? Things work. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember my dreams. What do you, what do you, you have? Any sweet dreams? What are you, Joseph, the translator sweet, sweet here? Dreams. What are you like? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Well, I knew there. I, were... I just knew I woke up and the and the dog. I'll blame him Chip a little bit too. <laughs> that, it's everybody's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this time of year, you since it's dark, you can't. But mentally, I'm like, that wasn't ten minutes. That was longer. Yeah. Alexa, what time is it? Six forty nine. And then I go, oh god. Oh, and then I'm in this, and I'm like, we're we're somewhere today. We're not. We're not in studio. We're, we're not. Bats. We're not at matzo pie. We're not at, at Louisville. He Geek. goes. Where's the equipment? Yeah. And I'm like, and then I'm looking I have at the equipment. For, for some reason, I remember a conversation yesterday that I thought I said I had the equipment. No, I have it. You have. The I equipment. had it, and we're good. So yeah. We just uh, did that. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got a little extra rest. I'm now would rather been on time. Yeah, rather rather been on time. And I blame Kansas Kansas State staying up for that last night too because that was a good one. Yeah, that was a very good one. And I woke up this morning at like two thirty in the morning, and I felt like I'd been sleeping for like. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. Like, and it's just kind of a weird thing. No gummy, you know, or anything like that. Good yeah. to see you, Coach Kelly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, two things. Uh, first, uh, maybe kind of a bummer note, to- Toby Keith passed away overnight. Oh, so that's why you played the bumper. Yeah, there that was with, my with- bumper. I didn't, again, so I have just woken up. Really? Yeah, he yeah. was looking bad at the last. Did he have pictures? Did he cancer? I think he stomach. had something. Stomach. 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 Okay. I do know. I remember seeing the picture of him recently and going, Oh man, that's, yeah, that's it, you know, but that that guy, you know, he was a big star for a long time. And a crossover, and, you know, he, he one of those guys that had a little bit of crossover appeal from just right. non traditional. And I remember uh, uh, he worked out in Louisville's football facility a handful of times Did? when he was on tour. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> if he was in town, he'd work out, and you know, you could see Toby Keith just getting some. Uh, you know, lifting some weights or whatever, so that's a bummer, man. Just uh, and mm. I know you're a big country music fan, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to get our red solo cups out tonight in honor yeah. of and uh, put a Toby boot in your yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> that might be the me. bumper music for the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's legend. Uh, no, no complaints from me, man. Yeah, because he's one, and he was one of these guys that was. Um, I think it more of his, his 
pop country today, which people that you know, like you know, Hank Williams, think you're like committing a sin to like the most popular genre of music today. If you like Keith Urban, again, wouldn't place him at the NBA All Star game. That's just me. But but he had the ability to appeal to both, right? Because um, it was the ni- it was the nineties when country kind of started to change with Garth Brooks and with him, and he was part of that crossover a little bit um, to to where we are now, which I think is a great spot. Which other people think you have to have Waylon Jennings singing, or it's not country, and they're just idiots. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, um, but um, but yeah, he he had that crossover ability, and then that's when that's when it all sort of changed in the nineties, and um, yeah, and he had some line about living in your radio right there, or how you like me now. I, mean, I always kind of I always kind of think about that line. You sometime. think about that yeah, line? I like that line. Gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. think about that when you're dreaming at night. <laughs> I don't know what I dream about at night. I don't know why you're worried. about You don't remember my... your dreams? Never, almost never. My dreams just repeat over and over and over all night. Really? Like if I get into a dream sequence, I have a variation of that dream sequence over and mm. over and over. And it's bad I when mean. it's like a frustrating type of dream. It's great when it's a good dream, right? But, yeah. like, but when it's a bad or kind of a frustrating dream, it's like you wake up frustrated. Yeah. So. No, I, I, no. Well, you you wake up thinking it happened. You wake up mad at people who didn't do anything. I did, I did do that once with Biscuit. Yeah. Because he, he, he rocket launched uh, my yeah. helicopter yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> But he didn't do it, and you I were was, mad at him. I was for like an hour. I that's, woke up, and I was mad at Biscuit for like an hour, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just it, telling you it, right now. It felt real to me. Felt like like, yeah. like he was trying to kill me. I didn't understand why. Oh, man. No, I, I did, but I did stay up to watch. I mean, I fell asleep, but I up. Um, watching Kansas State last night uh, beat Kansas in overtime, which I, I thought was an easy one. I thought Kansas played such an emotional game the other day. I took Kansas State money line, so I was happy about that. But Kansas State has won nine straight overtime games. Yeah, that's Tang, an odd streak. Tang is really good. Well, oh, I don't know that um, all nine are his, and, and I think they are. I think, I mean, how, I think he's it's only under been there Tang. two years, hasn't he? Or? He's been there two years. They played a ton of overtime. Oh, games. okay. Uh, and the, and his time there, a couple of them were in the NCAA tournament too. So, but no, I stayed up, what watched an that. Odd. I mean, what an amazing stat, but an odd stat. It is an, an odd stat, but you know, I don't know. I I I watched it. I thought that um, Kansas really kind of had control for much of the game. Kansas State was kind of very uh, nuisance, you know, kind of like, oh, we're gonna make this a ball game, and then you're like. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, Tyler Perry, the guy that we that Coach Lieberman kept telling us about from North Texas, this guy's a boss. Maybe we can get him here at Louisville. Tang Gang gets him to Kansas State. He hits the game winner last night. It really kind of took over there in overtime, too. You're right. They played five overtime games this year. Yeah. They played a ton of overtime games. <laughs> They're 11-0 right. in, in the Tang era in overtime games, well, according to John Fanta. Maybe you're right because they they put a graph where they said eight, but you're right, it's more than that. Because I'm looking last year, yeah, one, two, three, four, five overtime games in 23. They all were wins. Tanks and teams don't go six, away, man. Seven, eight, nine, ten, and then last night eleven. Yeah, that's eleven. I don't know where the maybe I just wrote it down wrong. Yeah, it's possible. They're kind of like Jerome Tanks team are like the the living embodiment of the Terminator. They just continue to come. They are not going to Mark. stop. Golly, God bless America. Jesus, the man. damn mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just keep. They, they never stop. Uh, never They're mind. relentless. They're relentless. There you go. That's what you're trying to say. They're relentless. They are. They're relentless. They're relentless. And you can't kill them. And, and, but it's, it's, it's proof, despite what Lachlan McLean thinks, he's never been more wrong in anything in his life, College basketball on the road, life's tough. I heard the stat 
last week. But Pat Forty was on with uh, Tony Kornheiser. I think he said top ten teams on the road against unranked teams, and maybe this was an in-conference stat only, are sub-500. Really? And that would add to it last night as well. That's amazing. I mean, I, it's the most unranked wins over the top ten that we've ever seen. Yeah, I'm At sorry, a, not top five. Maybe it was top ten. Yeah. It's um, the most unranked teams beating top ten teams sub in five hundred basketball and ever. That, that had a formula for it last night. That, uh, an environment like that in a rivalry game, especially when Kansas has just had a huge win yeah. you know, against Houston and Kansas State, you know, they want to get well, and they're sitting right there. They lost four in a row, I think, prior to that. Yeah. And and boom, they do. And that that I mean, Kansas on a neutral side. I mean, I think they smoke them. I know? would agree. I mean, they open that second half. They score like nine straight points. And Kansas is man. I think Kansas is going to be right there at the end. You know, despite you know, there's nothing like you know. Everybody hates their own players. I just look at them and I'm like, I mean, they have people at every position. Yeah. To, to me, they just weren't all that sharp. They they had opportunities to kind of extend a lead yeah, and make let, it let them back make in. it kind of you know unattainable for Kansas State, but Kansas State. Well, relentless again. They just never stopped, and Kansas just didn't execute. Yeah. Hunter Dickinson a little bit off. Had some layups that he really probably yeah, should have landed. But he's so smooth. Like he, he just like, yeah. he, he never gets in a hurry. He you know, did make you know stupid foul at the end of the first half. They got him you know second foul, so he just sit the last five minutes. But he had twenty one and twelve right uh, overall. So. so I just watched the the women's game and then went into the Kansas Kansas State game and. Of course, our women, I mean, they just dug too big of a hole in the first half. Didn't defend in the first half at all. Got to come out of the gate. Um, So, um, yeah, they um, lose that one uh, last night. And um, I'm sorry, I'm seeing a press release about Pat Kelly. I'm like, did we miss something we're supposed to ask him about here? Um, No, they've got a press conference coming up (laughs) later today. I'm like, hang on, I should have that. But, no, it was – I just think it's – I think Kansas is a really good team, and they just walked into an environment that was a big rivalry game, and – I mean, yep. I, don't, I don't really think any less of Kansas. I think I think they're one of the. I don't know who I really trust in college basketball. I tr- I, I think in a neutral side, Kansas. I do. I think they'll probably end up winning the Big Twelve uh, tournament. But um, I definitely don't trust Houston. I don't trust Purdue. UConn, I guess, is it. UConn's the one mm-hmm. I think that you can ride home to. Yeah. But I, I I do think that what we're seeing in college basketball in the regular season setting up a really chaotic NCAA tournament. The UConn will probably win. That, that UConn will just terminate everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. I know. Like, we're saying all this, yes. UConn went by double digits again. Because that's what they did last year. Yeah. Or is UConn, is it UConn's turn to get to get popped? Yeah, yeah to get popped by the uh, – who was the, the, the sweetheart last year? Saint, Fairleigh uh, Dickinson? Fa- no, nah, Fairleigh Dickinson did it, but uh, St. Peter's. You know, the St. Peter's. Years of, yeah, from two, two years back. So maybe that – maybe it's their turn to kind of get popped uh, in a big upset way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. They're pretty poised. They, they are. They know what they're doing. Lloyd Gardner is with us here tonight. They're in the Ville ESPN 680 uh, hanging out with you. Lloyd, welcome in. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, of course, it was, a uh, you know, Louisville couldn't buy a basket the first half last night, and they couldn't hit a three-pointer. And, and they have a player that just goes off for 20 in the first half. And, but give them credit. They kept fighting. They got it down to six, and – one of the most deceiving things in a game of basketball, particularly, is you get them down by six, but then when you start fouling, the margin just keeps increasing. So mm-hmm. those margins of victory sometimes are a little deceiving. But uh, that was a it was a good game, a great comeback, uh, and of course, uh, I think a lot of times there are certain nights like they had the the uh, stand for K or walk for K, whatever it was. Uh, the cancer ceremony, I think it has a lot of emotion to the girls. And 
Okay, wow. They just ran into a bus all the first half. Yeah, it, they. Um, it's just tough to dig a hole like that. No question about it. You know, and yeah, now they're what, what nineteen and four. I think they'll be fine. You know? Yeah, I, I think they'll. I think they'll survive. Um, as um, were, were you inducted to another Hall of Fame? What did I see on Facebook, Lloyd? I was looking around. What, what, what did you? You're in so many Hall of Fames. Tough to keep up with. Well, they inducted the nineteen sixty five, sixty six, sixty six, sixty seven. They did two teams because it's virtually. Uh, all the same players except like three were on both teams, and they inducted them into the Western Hall of Fame uh, simply because maybe the best team to ever play at Western had four players on that team that played professionally. Wow. Uh, Clem Haskins was there. Rick, uh, Wayne Chapman was there. Uh, Sheila Smith was there. She represented Greg and Dwight Smith and uh, two brothers. Uh, of course, I told you last week, Dwight drowned in a car wreck on Mother's Day was drafted by the Lakers, and Greg, of course, was a starting forward at Milwaukee on their championship team with Kareem and Oscar. And Clem was the third pick, first team in the first team All-American. Um, and what's really sad is two consecutive years, uh, a drastic thing happened. Number one, we we all have talked about the Michigan Steel with Steve Honzo, uh, Cassie Russell actually fouling Greg Smith on a jump ball with three seconds to go, Western up one. <laughs> they call a foul on Greg Smith. He didn't touch Cassie. He hits two free throws. Michigan wins. And then, of course, the next year, Clem Haskins breaks his wrist. And uh, I took him to Nashville, actually, every single Wednesday to Dr. Pinky Lipscomb, and we evaluated it. And about four weeks in, we were in the tournament, and I taped Clem's ankle. I think it took four rolls of tape to tape his wrist from the palm of his hand to his elbow, but he actually couldn't follow through on a shot. And I pulled up last week the article where Don Donaher said they were playing uh, UCLA with Lou Alcindor in the championship game at Freedom Hall, and he tells him it's in the paper. We wouldn't be here tonight if Clem Haskins hadn't broken his wrist, of course. Hmm. Dayton had beaten us in double overtime in Memorial Coliseum in Lexington. Well, Lloyd Gardner. Uh, what's that? Go ahead. It was a great event, a great basketball game. Western stuff. Man, they get up and down the, the floor, got a new coach, Coach Lutz. I think they won their 9 and 0 at home. And uh, we got to see a few minutes of practice when we got there early. Uh, and they, of course, they had everybody honored on the floor at halftime. But a guy hit a, a, guy hit a half court putt. Like, of course, it was half court. It was full court. The Louisville gave us half court for a thousand dollars, and uh, that was a big roar to crowd. But anyway, it was a great day. It's just being an hour behind, and and then not starting the game till seven o'clock, getting home late. But uh, every minute of it was worth it. Lloyd Gardner, this here ninth round, the Ville, ESPN six eighty one zero five seven, uh, hanging out with you. Um, I don't know uh, if you had a chance to see the game on uh, on Saturday for Louisville, but, I mean, they're, they're, again, another one that you sort of go, you scratch your head and go, well, wait a minute, where, where's where's this been? Why can't they win more games if they've got, you know, this kind of get this kind of play sometimes? Well, the last two games they played pretty good, and you know my favorite player hadn't been playing, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sky yeah. Clark's been out. I, well, I don't know if that's it. They played good at, at Clemson. I mean, they, they played – it was an odd game. They played – about as it bad as you can play in the first game. half, yeah. You know, it's uh, 
Tyler, I mean, Tyler's a great player. I mean, he's fast, he's quick, he calls a lot of things because you have to protect him from going to the rim. And then when somebody covers for him, he hits the open man because he is a good passer. And I talked to one of the coaches for the game one night. I said, why doesn't he play more? And they said, we really don't. We haven't got that trust that, that he's not going to make mistakes. But freshmen are going to make mistakes. But he certainly proved uh, the other night. Now, I mean, how long has it been since we had two guys get 25, 29, 28, 28, 27, whatever it was, points. It's been a while. So uh, it's we still have to see what they do in the future. That's what really counts and how much improvement's been. I'm sure it's sad, sad to say, but there's probably people that don't want them to win. But I certainly want them to win every game, and, and uh, I understand they had a great crowd. I would have been there if it hadn't been for the thing at Western, but – Yep. Uh, congratulations, a, a great win. Every win's great at this point. All right, well, Lloyd, uh, maybe we'll see you around there when there's not another uh, Hall of Fame you're being uh, somehow a part of, and um, and congratulations on that, and, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you around there soon. Well, if you got a second, uh, sure. you mentioned Toby Keith. Yeah, yeah. When my son Jason was a manager for Denny, they would call the managers every year Toby Keith was in town. I think it happened three times. And Toby Keith would come down to Cardinal arena down on campus where U of L practice when Denny was coaching and he would play pickup games at night with the managers and uh, some of the staff <laughs> at U of L. So great experience with wow. Toby Keith. We love the game of basketball. Wow, it's that's great. Uh pr- appreciate it Lloyd. Thanks so much. Thanks, fellas. <coughs> Yeah. Was that what you were talking about? Well no, I I didn't know about that yeah, part. I, I just knew that he'd done like some working out in the football facility um and i I think that was common practice for him to like go wherever he's going to play try to link up with like the local school or he's a huge sports fan because i know when i was at iheart uh cody calhoun was like buddies with him right oh pictures of a big oklahoma guy right big oklahoma yeah he had had, had a picture on outside of his office of him and toby keith at at the on the oklahoma football field right so i'm not into country music but i know a few stories like that especially toby keith didn't know about the denny crumb stuff that's pretty cool uh well um oh shoot robin dropped off said she had a uh story so real quick Corey ray uh the chicago cubs have announced that he's going to be their manager for their arizona complex league team for this year and Corey ray last year was the the is that that single a or is that i don't know i don't know but he was the single a bench coach last year for the myrtle beach pelicans uh as part of that i thought like Corey ray played here an hour and a half ago oh he's young no he's 29 Okay, but he he's not in, he's not playing anymore. But they like his baseball acumen or yeah. whatever. So uh, the Cubs have been kind of moving him up uh, around in the coaching ranks. So uh, keep your eye on Corey Ray, the coach. We will. I'll keep my eye on that. I'll keep my eye on the alarm clock too. I'm going to come up with a backup plan or something. I'm you have to, have to put have... one across the yeah across the room to get you up an actual alarm clock. <laughs> I need like a fail safe. I need one that like goes off, sets the you know, just goes nuts at six thirty. What needs to happen is Max has to have a talk with you, yeah, about waking up on time, yeah, because you had that talk. With I had him. that talk. I know. Believe me, I had that thought. Yeah, no, it was I woke up <laughs> as I told him he to take care of Chip, let him out, feed him, and all that. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, yeah, I screwed up the alarm clock. I'm and, telling you, and man. I'm like, God, I'm saying exactly what he said to me. If you don't take if for the hour that we wake up. If you don't take that gummy by 9 p.m., mm-hmm. then you, you run that risk. 
for sure. But I really wanted to watch the Kansas game. I know. I had a money line bet on Kansas State, Mark. It was a big deal. Fifteen dollars. I was 50. on the opposite side. I was rooting for Kansas. <laughs> but but it was um it was a good uh really good ball game. I had a Virginia bet as I mean I had a Miami oh. bet as well. You had Miami? I had Miami. I just I did, Oh yeah, that thing was over thing early. Was a e- that was a that easy. was over what did they score? 37, 38, 38 points in, in 40? I think it was like even Right, less our than that. Miami win is looking worse and worse and worse. Not that it's going to mean anything. 38 points 38. in 40 minutes. That's Virginia. They didn't combine for 100. <laughs> the, I took a screenshot. It was like the 15-minute mark of the second half. Let's see. Well, I'm going to get this exactly right. Oh, no, sorry. There was 10 minutes to go, and the over-under was 105. Isn't that amazing? And it went under easily. <laughs> went under, no problem. And I had Virginia on that because when Virginia's at home, yeah. they're very good. And then Miami just is falling apart. Lately. Hell, man. They're just falling apart, and they're not the same team that we thought they were. And Laren Egg is like, I'm done with this bunch. You see some of the pictures of him last night? No, I like, didn't. Oh, yeah. He's, and his despicable me. <laughs> yes. He looked very, very much despicable me-ish <laughs> last night. And it's like, man. What is wrong with them? They yeah. stink. You they, know. they do stink all of a sudden, and that's just the way it is. And I mean, you know, they, when they lost to Louisville, since then they, they beat Virginia Tech by four, right. lost to Florida State, lost to Syracuse, beat Notre Dame, beat Pitt, lost to NC State, beat Virginia Tech again. Got, yeah. I mean, last night, 38 points. That's just for a Miami offense that's good. Yeah, supposed to be good. And Lloyd touched on something there. Uh, there are probably people that want Louisville to just win it, lose every single game. But like, I'm one of those that I'm I'm in the camp that I want us to win every single game, but thread the needle where we don't return this coaching staff. Like, so you're not rooting for it every. Well, CL Brown's got an interesting column. Um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk. Okay, about it. so Let's we'll do that it. on the other side here. Excuse me. We are over here uh, getting you ready for the bat season. Uh, Batsbaseball.com. That's where you want to go to 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 get all ready for for that. Um, and you can get your um, I don't know, tickets on sale yet. I mean, I have you know. Yeah. So I mean, they're, you got they, some they copy just, points. They're, there we go. they're releasing a, a a promotional schedule. Okay. Uh, and so you know, this is the 25th year of Louisville Slugger and uh, at Slugger Field, Louisville yep. Slugger Field downtown Louisville. So. They got a lot of different things. You know, opening day is going to be the 29th. Uh, they're going to have dollar beers, like happy hour type thing. Then they're going to have Muhammad Ali night on June 1st. They've got uh, on Derby 150, they're going to wear the mint juleps on April 13th to celebrate Derby 150. They have Star Wars night on the 27th. They're going to have a special Darth Maul inspired Star Wars jersey that they're going to play in. Wow. Uh, they've got a lot of really cool. They're going to do a Margaritaville night in honor of Jimmy Buffett on August 23rd. So it's time to kind of get involved with that. And uh, and they're going to have their first ever drone show presented by Pepsi on Saturday, August 10th. The drones will take the night sky following the game for an immersive <laughs> performance celebrating the team in the city of Louisville. So I look forward to those things, you know. Yeah. like the Well, and then I mean, Thunder awesome. being here as well. I mean, that's just, you know, always the kickoff to obviously the derby season. And this is just a great place to watch it. They got $2 beer happy hours uh, from 1 to 3 that day. Um, you got obviously the fireworks that night that you can watch from here with you know regular bathrooms. Right. Uh, there's no there's no ball game that day though, right? Um, I guess not. I'm seeing yeah. concerts. It's and, just going to uh, be open, and they're going to have a concert. Uh, yeah. I think the Crashers are playing it, and and a couple other things. JD Shelbourne and uh, the Juice Box Heroes. Don't know them, but hey, who knows? Yeah. I like a Juice Box. Yeah, like a good Juice Box. I don't. 
That's a good mixer, I guess. <laughs> I All right, we'll continue along here, 267-9680. Hey, if you're someone out there who needs to get work done on your roof, Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal, that's who uh, <clears throat> I turned to a few years ago when I had to get my entire roof replaced. And whether you need an entire roof replacement or you just need to uh, have a few shingles repaired, call Carlin Roofing. Uh, online, carlinroofs.com, C-A-R-L-O-N, roofs.com, Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. And uh, they're going to take great care of you over there. And they'll help you with your insurance as well. And with Keith Pointer's family, it was a difference between, you know, it was about $10,000 difference. Um, Not saying they did it with everyone, but they'll make sure to go to bat for you to make sure you've exhausted every option. So it's Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. Online, carlinroofs.com. It's C-A-R-L-O-N, roofs.com. It's Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. And when you get over there, tell me you're talking about them right here. All right, we got plenty to discuss. Um, Gary Parrish and the Alabama people think we're loaded up here. Just flush with money. Flush with cash. Can't just falling out. Um, and yeah, we got to talk about it, though. We definitely got to talk about that. That was an interesting conversation yesterday. Uh, hour number two straight ahead.